Okay, welcome back to the Limited Upside podcast. We did an all-star revamp podcast. We decided to take our turn at remodeling all-star uh, weekend. And uh, so Mike and I were joined by a couple SB Nation crew, NBA uh, members. We had NBA, uh, we'll call him Swiss Army Knife, uh, Kofi Yaboa. He actually does a lot of stuff for SB Nation. Check him out this weekend coming up for the dunk contest. Second screen on SB Nation. Check him out. And then we also had Whitney Medworth, who is the uh, assistant NBA editor with Mike. They're a team. Fredo is obviously on the podcast, too. It was fun. We threw a lot of good ideas around. I think we, uh, if, if the commissioner listens to this, we might have a better All-Star Game weekend. Uh, but before you listen to it, please subscribe, rate, review. All those good things. We love it. We're getting so many good reviews and so many good ratings, and it makes us so happy and proud of our awesome audience here. So we really appreciate that. Continue to give us those. We, we love it. Um, and the feedback is great, too. So we always like uh, critical uh, um, comments because they make us better. So so just any comments. Um, let's see. Last but not least, if you have questions, send them to us. We usually do those on these. Uh, and it's just Mike and I. We always do uh, questions, and we actually did a grab bag, too. So send us your questions. You can send them to Mike via email. That's MikePreda at SBNation.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. That's at MikePreda. SBN at limited underscore upside and at EpiBen. Guys, sit back and enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Limited Upside Podcast. All right. Uh- Kofi Yaboa, Whitney Medworth, Ben as always, I'm Mike, and we're here to talk about the All-Star Weekend, which is coming up this weekend, a uh, nice little break in the NBA calendar, and we've been talking about this throughout uh, off-air, but I have a really fundamental question to ask you all, like, do we like All-Star Weekend as is, like, or will we change anything about it? I like the All-Star NBA Weekend, but... So that's my first thing I want to say. Okay. I don't want to be the guy be friendly. who, who, who shits all over it. <laughs> I do like it. I like a simplified down version where the best players play in the things. I think that's the most important part. Number one, to incentivize the actual best NBA players to to showcase their best talents, right? That's the overall goal that I'd like to get out of it. So with that being said, I'd like all of us to take stabs at this now to tell me I'm wrong and give me like your best new representation of All-Star Game Weekend. Like, give me gimmicks. I like gimmicks. First? What are we fixing first? first? So that works. What are we fixing first? And what are we what are we repealing and replacing with? Because we're doing that immediately here, guys. Um, Kofi, go first. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I only like the Saturday event. I'm not actually a fan of the actual All-Star game itself. <laughs> and and uh, and a wrinkle that I had to, uh, thought of was that how about the leading vote-getters in each conference act as team captains and then be able to pick their own rosters that way? I think I would rather tune in Ooh. for that instead. So let's say um, – I don't know who the leading vote getters. I'm just going to assume LeBron and Steph Curry were the leading vote getters for, the, believe, like, let's say. I Le- believe that's right. Okay, yeah. Sure, sure. So have have them pick out their own teams. Do they pick their teammates? Do they pick, like, certain people that they always want to play with? I have no idea. But you just pick the, like, after you get all the rosters out, you're not going to just be able to pick, sure. like, oh, uh, Derek Deion Fisher. Waiters. <laughs> Zaza makes it through getting picked by that'd be that'd be hilarious. Okay, anyhow. Yeah. But Keep I'm on. I think that, that would be just be an interesting uh, wrinkle. I mean I don't I'm not like a huge fan of the actual NBA All Star game. I just like the, the Saturday events 
uh, way more. And so that's my first idea that I have. So okay. thoughts? Okay. Well, I like uh, I like it. I, I like it. Whitney, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say I was. I think you should let them pick from anybody because, like, I would love to see like who LeBron actually likes and who he's actually gonna pick. To <laughs> be so much drama to just see like who LeBron really likes. I'm envisioning that they're all in the stands and they all like are required to be there, and there's like a player section, and only obviously only five of them get to be picked, and the others just have to sit there and watch, and they they're like comp- required to be there, and. LeBron's like, and with my first pick, I picked Dwayne Wade, and then that's his team. And then Steph is like, yeah, I picked Kent Bazemore. You know, so they're just picking <laughs> yeah. their buddies. Like that's sort of what I'm envisioning. At the end of it all, it's just one guy left, and it's Matthew Delvadova walks away real sad. Oh and no! So- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we take lots of shots at him for no reason on this podcast. Actually, I'm a, fan. a little bit uh, of a reason. I mean, maybe it's it's the shoes, it's the colors of the shoes. It's the hustle coloring of the shoes, which is ridiculous. But alas, alas, Winnie, do you have any modifications uh, uh, of your own you want to throw out there? Yeah, well, if we're going to start with the actual game, um, I'll, I'll hop on that as well. And I want everything about All-Star Weekend to be more like the MTV Rock and Jock. So my first thing for, um, for the All-Star game is to add like the hot spots where you get more points. So I think that we should give Steph Curry credit if he pulls up from half court Um, and whether that's like five points or 10 points or whatever it is, but just like, just let them chuck from wherever and, and then it matters. So if the game gets out of hand and the only way they can get back is by Steph chucking half court shots, like then I'm, I'm here for it. I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah. Remind me how the rock and jock works. So it's a spot that they know about, right? It's not yeah, like a, it's not like yeah, a daily double awful. shit like like um in Jeopardy. No, no, it's not like Jeopardy. It's not like you step on one part of the court and that's just magically a ten points, right? Yeah, like so an there's, NBA, there's, an NBA jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's circles like on that are on the floor already that are that are known spots. So I think in Rock and Jock, they had a more like a corner three and like regular stuff that we see these guys make with their eyes closed. So we would have to make it a little more difficult, but. Yeah, you just like put a spot or a circle that you know is like ten points from here, and, and let them chuck. Yep, I think there's another good rock and jock thing to add too, because I love this. What about the like thirty-five foot basket too? Yeah, uh, I thought that was <laughs> <Yes>. fantastic. Like <laughs> yes. have two minutes, two minutes at the beginning of each quarter where the basket's up there and it counts as double or something. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm Absolutely. all for this. I like this. I think we got to make it still at least a little bit resemble basketball. Like now we're getting a little <laughs> out of hand with the 35 foot hoop that they can just like launch moon balls off of. I like the I like the idea of the rock and jock, but I think it should move. Like if you hit it, if one person hits it, then it moves to another spot, and you don't like, know like where the it Chuck E. Cheese. They can do those projections on the court now, so they could totally very true. They could totally move it around. This yeah. is doable. Both of you guys have given us actual. Really, really good suggestions here that should be like heard. Uh, well, I don't know if fantastic. it's doable to have like three, four hundred players just sitting in the stands waiting to no, play. I mean, <laughs> the original. <laughs> I just, I just really want to see that play out. But I do think that the original, the the ethos of that uh, suggestion, which was to have the captains, I think it's a good idea. And I do think that like the NFL tried that with the Pro Bowl. Uh, and that was stupid because the Pro Bowl is stupid, so there's no fixing it. But uh, this is this is a very fixable, if already you know, somewhat pretty decent product. Um, so let me throw out one more one more fix. Like, what if 
they don't like it's like hockey they don't play five on five what if it's like three on three and a bunch of teams in a tournament i would like to do um for for if it was like a three on three have you ever played the drill where it's like three on three on three yeah where 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 once well i used to do this in middle school before i was like too too bad to play on the next level but when they had uh other teams like there'd be one team in the middle and then like one team guarding one basket one team guarding the other basket and you go one way and if you scored, you would like go the other way, and then then vice yeah. versa. So it was like a team of like it was maybe it was three on three on three or four on four on four. I'd be interested in that. And like the first team to like seven baskets would win that round or something. I don't know. Well, so here the problem though is that it has to be TV friendly, right? So how would you follow that on TV? Oh man, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, like the hockey one, it's they like rotate it and out, so the games are shorter. And so that's where I think it'd be interesting because you would still have the the phenomenon of the captains picking their friends and them going up against each other and all that, but it would be a little more contained and there'd be more teams and you know it would be a little more casual. I think I think one of the problems is that like in re- in reality, if you're going to change this, you can't make the players like run more for a game that doesn't mean anything, right? It would be fun though to watch Russ like just dominate and just keep going back and forth down the court and nobody could stop him. And he would just go <laughs> from end to end and there was nothing you could do. Right. He yeah. For like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He serious. would just dunk. He would just dunk on one end and then he'd sprint down to the other end, dunk on the other end. And there's nothing anybody could do. Russ does everything 155% oh, or whatever speak, you would call it. Why not, why not do like yeah. a slam ball type of thing? Is that too dangerous? Yeah. I want slam ball to come back. Yeah, slam ball is on my list. <laughs> I, I I miss it every day. I watch the YouTube like slam. There's like one like YouTube video where it's like a full slam ball match. I watch that like once every three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it. It's great. It's I was trying to think earlier, like how logistically would anybody ever let somebody participate in slam ball? Because that's all I want to see, and I don't think anybody would ever allow their players to participate. Yeah, I don't think any coach would sign off on that. Yeah. Yeah, no chance. Like, could you imagine Steve Kerr coaching like a slam ball game? Like in the Warriors staff, like <laughs> trying What's to What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I don't know. Now, in all seriousness, I think what the All Star game itself suffers from is is there's they don't play very hard, nor should they. I don't think they even play as hard as they did years ago, where I think they just have so much more going on the weekend. So I think any fix that limits the amount of physical effort they have to make while still making things entertaining is like where I would start. All right. So I got an idea here. Um, my, my position here is that basketball is a very um, regional and territorial sport. Everyone thinks that like their part of the country is the epicenter of basketball. As somebody in Philadelphia, you know, where college basketball really started, they'll tell you Palestra. As someone in Indiana, you know, they'll have a different answer, right? Maybe uh, Hanko or something like that. Um, Ask New York City who has the best guards compared to Los Angeles. Well, what if we got to put that to the test? I was thinking something in a three-on-three round-robin type situation, but it's all city-affiliated, so like or region-affiliated. Pacific Northwest at Portland and Seattle together, guys from like Oregon and uh, so like Kevin Love and Lillard, guys like that would be playing on the same team. You'd have your Los Angeles can maybe have a couple teams. The idea being that I put that would make guys play harder because there's already something to it. Plus, maybe you can behind the scenes put a couple million dollars to the champion because that's no big deal either. And all of a sudden, you've got hyper-competitive, regional-based, three-on-three basketball with the best players in the world. Kind of liked it. Well, plus you'd have a world team, Dude, right? that would be great. 
Yeah, a couple world. Sure, you could. For sure, you'll have a world team. Maybe you have two two world teams. I don't know how many world players we'll have this year, but yeah, a world team for sure. So that, that way, maybe you do four players on each team, and then three on three uh, basketball, one sub. Boom. So I'm looking at the list of all stars and where they're from. I think we have to think that one of the problems I think is that LA just has true. so many players, right? <laughs> That's true too. It's true too. But I'm saying you I'm don't have going, to go. I'm pulling for the team in Canada. Team, oh, Team Canada would be pretty strong. Very strong. We can put together Gordon Hayward, uh, Jeff T, George Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Team Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. Shelvin yeah. Mack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. Way, he went to college there. So it, we're talking like high school, right? I, I mean, I guess a good way to do it would be like if a guy doesn't have, say he's from like, I don't know, uh, um, Alabama, maybe it's where he went to college if that happens to be Kentucky and the Kentucky guys play together. But like make it so that the guys are playing for like a shield or something that matters to them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. That is an interesting Different. thought. Oh, I like that idea. So we have, it looks like we have two international players in the All-Star game, Giannis and Marcus Saul. Uh, okay. And obviously, there are plenty of international players in the Rising Stars game. And I guess is Canada represented at all? They have any All-Stars? not in the All Star game, but in the Rising okay. Stars game. Okay, the Rising right? Stars, yeah. Or maybe not even in the Rising Stars. I, I think yes, in the Rising Stars. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't have that roster in front of me. Yeah, I'm but, just trying to figure out like where these guys are all from and what the teams. Sure, are sure. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. So that's just one thing. But I, I think three on three is interesting. We're all exploring something in that realm. We're all putting something to it that involves like uh, a more personal touch. Who do they like? Where are they from? Things of that nature. So I think that that's obviously a fix that maybe they could look into, something on the realistic side. Um, what if we talk about the uh, Saturday night events now? Like, let's get gimmicky because why not? Some of the former events, and I say former now because there's no more shooting stars. Chris, Chris Bosch was always going to go out as the last champion of this competition. So there's no more shooting stars competition. Uh, the Legends Classic once occurred. Uh, did you guys know oh, that from 1984? That. The 1984 to 1993, the Legends Classic was held. And it ended because, well, the, the difference in ages of a lot of the alumni caused a lot of different injuries from the games. So they oh. stopped playing it. <laughs> I, I would totally advocate to see the Legends Classic come back. And also <laughs> for the shooting stars competition to come back. I think that was just a really, really? underrated event. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I didn't oh, mind I hated it. the shooting stars event. It, oh. looked, it, it looked cool because then you'd have like, okay, uh, this so-and-so is like Hakeem Olajuwon struggling with this bank shot that's like a 16, <laughs> and, he'll, and he'll be there for like 35 seconds, and it's like the other two people are like waiting at the half court lines, like time is of the essence, and you have that stare. And then you'd have like them chucking up half court shots for like one to two minutes or – like what I think they had like a time limit and it was like, okay, that's enough. I, I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not completely sure. But I liked that event. I thought it was cool and it was able to mesh uh like a different time period and then a the different league totally. Like you can have like WNBA players just like doing the most, balling out, and then like someone would struggle on the team and you'd be like, I didn't expect that to happen and it was yeah. surprising and it was just an interesting kind of just like comparison between like three different leagues yeah like not I don't leagues know, but like players. i don't know if that event was my favorite or if it was just like i loved watching swin cash and uh chris bosh and dominique destroy everybody every time i don't know which but like i really did love that event but really? i'm not able to i'm not able to separate why i did it was a half court shooting competition it just got boring after a while i think the league was just like hey, okay chris bosh 
you're too good and it's pretty <laughs> disturbing the how good you are at this competition. So we're just going to calm it down. And do they, do like, you guys know who the fastest champion ever was? I have it in front of me now. Did it involve... Without, without looking. Did it involve uh, Chauncey Billups? Nope. <sighs> Fa- okay. Fastest champion. This is not fastest round. It's the fastest champion. So this could be oh. in the final round. But, but I, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to go through like the old legends that actually... Was there like was George Gervin in, in one of these? So that's the right fr- right franchise. He was not on the team though. Oh, so uh, David Robinson was probably the shooter. He won in two thousand eight, but the fastest time of all time was Tony Parker, Kendra Wecker, and Steve Kerr. Twenty five point one seconds. They crushed the thing. Like Steve Kerr was their legend. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not that's fair. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, not at all. In 2006, I think he was still playing or like just removed. Oh, right? come on. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> prolific Steve Kerr hops into competition about shooting. It's, eh. uh, Dan Marley, 2005 champion. Magic Johnson in the inaugural season. Uh, Derek Fisher, Lisa Leslie, and Magic Johnson. That's a great team, too. Um, so interesting competition, but it's no more. Um, so and, you would bring and, it and, back. You guys would bring it back. I, 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 would bring, I would bring it back. I liked it. I mean, it was, still, it was just a good change of pace. For, for for in my opinion, I, I just like hey. So what? Let me ask Mike uh, Prada. Give me the uh, the counterpoint to it, and then also defend the horse competition held from 2009 to 2010. Well, I don't know if I can defend that because it didn't work <laughs> out. But I, I said why I don't like the shooting stars. It's a half court shooting competition. You can make your first few shots as quickly as you want, and then you just get to the half court line. And if you miss twenty in a row like you normally do, it's just it, it basically is, turns into a half-court shooting competition. And that's Would you feel right? different if it was like a 30-footer or like a 35-footer? No, then they make it too easily. Uh, so okay. I don't quite okay. know if that would work either. <laughs> you know, so okay. that, that's a challenge. Like, I would I would watch like a trick shot competition. Um, the problem with horse when they did it was that they did it outside. Everybody just missed. And so all they ended up doing was just these like super long shots. They didn't do any like funky cool shots. Like, if... Here's an idea. Like, what if they had, like... Remember when they had the wheel at the dunk contest and how that kind of flopped? Yeah. It might work better if they had, like, a trick shot wheel. And you had to, like, kind of take... Because you, 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 what you want to replicate is all those uh, shooting competitions that these players have after practice, right? If sure. you had, like, some sort of wheel that was, like, you have to shoot this shot... Um, if you miss it, you get a letter rather than make it like a horse thing where you just that can go on endlessly. Like that might be kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you, uh, what do you think of the uh, the horse competition uh, or the variation of wheel or if it's something that being buried in 2009, 2010 uh, was a good idea? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I might have to leave it behind. I don't know why I'm so in love with the shooting stars competition. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's hard to explain. It was just like, (laughs) oh, this is awesome. Like, if I could watch Swin Cash and Chris Bosch do that for the rest of my life, I'd be fine with it. And I think I'm just biased and I'm trying to be open to other ideas. Again, just make it a half-court shooting competition. That's what it is. Just have have it be who can make a half-court shot first. Each team shooting the different ends, you know, split camera, just yeah. like three point competition. Yeah, it's like practice at the end of practice or whatever. Also, they're like um, they can be like back to back, so they can like bump each other as they shoot. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. They're each shooting at the at, at, yes, yes. I'm also I'm also looking at like the dunk contest wheel because I like it just like slipped my mind because I was like seven at the time and now I'm looking at it and it's just like wow, 
you had to be prepared for all of those if you wanted to win. <laughs> yeah. You had to like totally you had what if you like spun the wheel and was like, I can't do a Dr. J classic. I'm sorry, guys. And just like just like that's, forfeit. That's what happened <laughs> though, right? That, that's yeah, basically like, why it failed, right? Like, they, yeah, like a, a six one guy had to palm the ball and do the Dr. J. <laughs> Isn't that wait, that is what happened, right? I, I remember yeah, this. Yeah. Who was this who was the player that couldn't do it? I'm I'm totally blanking on this, but you you remember this, like, there was a player who basically drew, got, like, or maybe it was, like, a little guy who got a windmill that they couldn't finish. I forget exactly what it was. The ones that I see spinning the wheel on um, are Steve Francis, I think that's Desmond Mason, and Jason Richardson. Oh, right. I think it was Steve Francis that got, like, a bullshit one. Yeah, Mike, you should have known that. It should be seared in your mind. (laughs) Don't we have a bunch of uh, Terp fans here? I don't know. Somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> let's see um uh there is there was one other variation too which i thought was funny back in the day there was an, an in 1957 to 1964 there was an old timers game ha- uh, held which makes almost no sense to me because how many true veterans of the nba were there in 1957 like, i don't know anyhow the league was pretty young um, yeah, that being yeah. said uh, th- there was also the hoop it up all-star tournament which was held 2002-2003, and the two-ball contest, which I, I'm not recalling, even though it was in our attention span, Mike, 2001-1998. I vaguely remember this, but I, I don't remember it being... There's uh, no link to it. Oh, yeah, so I'm, fi- I'm re- finding this clip now. Uh, it was a palming issue. Steve Francis spun it and got the Terrence Stansberry uh, like, twirl dunk. And Steve Francis like couldn't palm the ball, so he couldn't do it. Yeah, that's right. I about that. That's like emasculating and bullshit at the same time. Yeah. Because he could fly. That's it's brutal. Yeah, um, that's what it was. Right. Uh, do you want to move the dunk contest? Do we like the dunk contest as is? I like I the do. dunk contest. I, I think it's. I mean, I think they shouldn't change it because. The last change that I remember in my mind is when they had the freestyle round, which was like all three of them like dunking like at the same time. And it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen on on an all-star weekend. Didn't work. Yeah, it was basically Snapchat before Snapchat. Yeah, it was like, hey, who could out dunk each what you like attention span at your like testing you like, hey, you want to see a bunch of shit at the same time? Boom, oh, here's I three of the greatest dunkers I was ever. Where you were going with that one? Like, yeah, come on, it was man. like, think, it was like one think, step past everything. I think it was like Terrence. I think it was like Terrence Ross and like John Wall and Paul. I think it was that year. And then you just like, uh, yeah, and it was just like, okay, let's let's not. What I, feel I would like, like the past couple years, like the the dunk contest has begun to redeem itself. Like I feel like we got to a really weird place there for a while, but I mean, I feel like we're in okay hands now. Hopefully. What I would like to see is that I would like to see the dunk contest add like professional dunkers. Right, not not basketball players. Dunkers. Is that yeah, yeah. not basketball yes. players like dunkers, like Team Flight Brothers or T Dub or like Kenny Dobbs or like let's say back in the day, I would have been like the air up there from like the and one yep. like years. Mm. They're like definitely gonna win though if you do that. Yeah, they, they dunk on completely different levels. I think Zach Levine, honestly, and Gordon are the only fair. two players in the NBA who could compete with those guys just because it's the athletic. They're so hyper-athletic, man. Yeah, but remember when James White was in and he was supposed to like uncork these ridiculous dunks? Like Sometimes they're stage fright. I think that would be interesting. Doesn't there? The, yeah, I think you said something about jeans. Wasn't there a guy that did like an insane dunk last year in <laughs> jeans? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that kind of dunking. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've seen... 
like the NBA dunk contest, like there are there are other there are dunks that have not been seen by like mainstream eyes that I want to at least be like introduced and say, hey, this is possible. Okay. Like you, yeah. There's stuff that like even you thought that like you you think you've seen everything if you've watched 17 dunk contests. Well, these guys do it for a living. Like they sure. they are they're they're born to like innovate in the air and stuff like so, that. So, so I think that was cool. I want I want to say some. Uh, this is not an original thought. I think Prada, you may have workshopped this, or maybe it was Whitney. I don't know, one of you guys in our Slack channel here, but somebody had mentioned the Pro Bowl and the the passing competition for uh, for the quarterbacks they introduced this year. And what if we modified the dunk competition to be like a, a series of dunks that are like the essentials? Uh, five dunks, right? Each player gets five. There's like one is your best variation of the windmill. One is your best, your uh, your furthest distance dunk. One is like your uh, um, something with a cradle, whatever you are, or something like uh, with a um, uh, a straight arm, like a Statue of Liberty ish, whatever. Like emulating some of the greatest dunks ever, uh, or uh, a variation of your type of dunk. And then one is a freestyle you do on your own, like something where your your disciplines of dunking. And we're gonna find out who the best dunker in the NBA is. I'm not. I'm not specifically a fan of that because the first thing that comes to my mind is the year Dwight Howard came. Yeah. And I don't think like, or the two, the, t- the couple of years that Dwight Howard was in the dunk contest. And I don't think, I don't know how many of his dunks fall under like all the categories that you mentioned. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was just like, kind of throwing that out there here. I think, but it's, I a, I think it's a good idea. All right, good guy. All right. So wait, wait. I I don't even really like it. I just kept going with it as I was saying it quite oh, literally. No, I was trying to like, back away. Yeah, I do this. All the time. <laughs> uh, so what was that, Whitney? I said, "Good job, Ben." Yeah, I do this. Like you guys, you'll get used to this. You're gonna come on here frequently, uh, I'm sure. As as the uh, as you grow into your SB Nation uh, positions here, Mike just on your nights off, he's like, "Hey, come on my podcast." So um, <laughs> so we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can all make fun of Ben. Wait, so I have a question. You're talking about. You guys are both talking about these professional dunkers and throwing them in. I feel like one of the problems that the dunk contest sometimes has is that they're just dudes you never heard of that are in the dunk contest. Like this year, Derek Jones might be an incredible dunker, but if he's not, then it's like like but if he doesn't show out, then it's a total waste to have seen him. Whereas we don't ever really get like the best players in the league doing it because there's no incentive. But you guys are saying Forget the guys that you have heard of. Let's get guys you maybe haven't heard of but are really awesome dunkers. So do you disagree with that thought process of, like, we would really need LeBron and we would have needed Vince Carter to do it every year and all that stuff? I don't think we've ever, like, needed a big superstar to to, to do it because, like, a lot of the winners have done, like, amazing dunks and, like – might be out of the league like in three actually three years or something like that and if they've but they've brought they've left a lasting impression on us by saying hey remember when they gerald green blew out that cupcake like he's not a superstar he's still in the league of course but i'm but my point is like hey like that's gerald green and then the thing is like yo remember when he blew out that cupcake and then still dunked the ball and then got like a 46 because the judges didn't know how impressive that dunk was (laughs) yeah and that's Jerry's. That's Gerald Green's lasting legacy in the league, and it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah, there are a lot of legacy dunk contest people, like like Harold Miner, uh, you know, uh, D. Brown, guys who I only really associate their best greatness and their most like public moments with being in the dunk contest. But uh, I will say this: uh, Terrence Ross, Mason, there's like a long list of guys. Uh, Jason Fred Richardson, to Jones. a lesser extent. Fred Jones, Jones. Fred we can go Jones. on. Indiana's Fred Jones. There yeah, you go. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, that's right. But all right, I want to throw two more things, and I want then uh, since uh, uh, Whitney let, let me off the hook on the last time for being wrong, I want to get her thoughts on these. So, uh, I, my thought here is that um, two things: the NHL has their way where they try to find the fastest skater and the guy uh, who can you know hit, hit the puck the uh, the hardest. So, what I kind of want to see is to once and for all settle who can dunk from the furthest. This is just something I've been fascinated with because we watch. You know, Giannis like almost dunk from the free throw line in game now. So it's like, what could he do with like a running start and 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 trying to actually dunk from a foot and a half, two feet behind the free throw line? Um, and there are other guys like Zach Levine who could have done that. I hope he gets back to his athletic prime. So I think that's this one thing I want to throw out there. The other part is I do think the talent and names matter. I think it like it matters. A, a touch that I never got to see, in my opinion. And I love LeBron, his biggest supporter, but I would love to have seen him do a dunk contest mm-hmm. seven years ago, eight years ago. It would have, he can do some crazy shit. He could dunk from a couple feet behind the you know free throw line. So I do think the names matter. I think Mike's right in, the, in a sense that like Vince Carter being a great player at the time, a kind of a face of the NBA and being the best dunker and the guy innovating in the dunk contest, like elevated it. So, so give me your thoughts on that, Winnie. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with the like, you need a name in there. Granted, last year's kind of weird because as NBA, you know, big NBA fans that we are, like, we're okay throwing Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon's name around, but the casual fan may not. Um, but, like, the dunk contest was so good last year that, that it got away with it. Um, but I think in general, like, you do need that big name. Like, I am also a huge LeBron supporter, but, like, would have loved to seen him do it and give it a shot. Um, sure. So... While I think it's great to say that there's going to, you know, I think Derek Jones is going to probably be fantastic. Like, it is a little bit of a letdown when you see that list. Like, if you're a casual fan, you see that list, you're going to be like, are you really going to turn on the TV and, and check it out? I don't, I don't know that you are. So I'm, I'm definitely on the side of big names. One thing I thought was maybe even you let those, those like the YouTube guys and all that, like maybe they have their own separate contest or something. And then like, Whoever wins that gets to be thrown in. So it's like maybe one of them versus the others or something. But um, yeah, I definitely I'm definitely on the side of like the bigger the names, the better. And it's it's kind of a bummer that there's no incentive for them for them to do it. Let's create one. Let's create one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. With that too. Yeah. What's the uh, what are you guys thought? So uh, is there more excitement in a sense for the the uh, you know, the the game on Saturday, the all the younger guys, the the um, what's that called, Rising Stars channel? Uh, the Friday uh, is game, that yeah, the, Rising Stars. Friday game. Sorry, yeah, is that the most exciting game of the weekend, Mike? Because I kind of like that matchup more uh, compared to the actual All Star. I game. miss when they used to do rookies sophomores because there was some legit pride there. I thought that that's was true. Cool. I don't know why they got rid of that. Yeah, that's true. Now it's international and uh, and yeah, and I just that's like a whatever. Like you're talking, you're asking people from like so many different parts of the u.s and so many different parts of the world to bond like that doesn't do it for me rookie sophomore i loved i thought that was a great format i don't know why they ditched it i don't know if you guys agree i like rookie sophomore i'm not i like them both actually i'm not the friday night game i know to some i think i think kofi you said that you love it um it's never been that big of a deal to me i i'm definitely more of a saturday and i actually like the the actual all-star game i don't know why but i do um but yeah, I don't. They're they're, they're kind of they're all the same to me. That Friday night one. I I like the international versus U.S. one, like just because it's like, oh, we're celebrating how basketball is a global sport. Now, if you can ask, if you tell me to like 
if you ask me like a memory from all those games, I got like nothing. Yeah, but it, it's a good. I think it's a good like. Hey, this basketball is a global game. It's it's cool, and it's not like a sport that uh, like America dominates. It's not that at all. Like uh, it's fair. definitely changing slightly. That's for sure. Yeah, um, changing slightly. Yeah. And the, and, and the scale, the scales continue to tip for sure at the younger yeah. ages here too. As look at these teams. Yeah, I think my my favorite rookie sophomore moment was that at the end of the game, like a few years ago, when they were doing the dunk, basically like having a dunk contest at the end, and John Wall like kind of bounced the ball in front and was going to pick it up, and Greg Monroe just swiped it. Uh, do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty funny. That was probably my my memory. The other one was when Jason Richardson like slammed the ball off to Carlos Boozer's head and hit a three in his face. Do you <laughs> remember that one? Nobody else remembers that no. one. No, but that's a great like. First off, that's got to be what ten years ago. Yeah. Also, that was that. What was the year that Jason Williams had the elbow pass? <laughs> I don't remember that. I but year that was. I remember the move. I just don't remember the year. That could have been like 1998, man. He's probably gonna bring it back. Uh, in the celebrity game this year. That's True. right. He's still really good. I'm sure you guys have seen his mixtapes from his rec league playing. Uh, you know, recently he's still can yeah. run up and down the court with guys like myself. Um, so it's, you know, which <laughs> proves gonna be absolutely good. Nothing. He's gonna be good against the celebrities for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if that's if he tries. I I am not a celebrity game fan, but our Tom Ziller is probably the biggest celebrity game fan on the planet. Is he? He loves the celebrity game. Ziller likes them. Oh my god! I'm gonna I gotta pick his brain on that next time he's on here. That is so like antithetical to to the make and, and mold of his basketball principles. Are you guys celebrity game fans? I forget it happens. Yeah, same. I don't even. know. it's like dumb. It's like then it's like Kevin Hart won the MVP. I'm like, oh, that was tonight. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to watch crappy players play basketball? I don't get it. Like, why? What is the excitement about it? I don't get why, like, the celebrity rosters got so bad. Like, because since we got into this, I started going through all the, like, glory days of Rock and Jock, and these rosters are amazing. And then I go and look at the 2017 Celebrity All-Star roster, and I literally didn't know 75% of them, and I feel like I'm fairly up with pop culture. Like, why are the rosters so bad? It it makes no sense. The NBA has, like, very good celebrity pool overall. It makes makes very little sense. Turns out that people don't want to don't want to embarrass themselves on national TV. They need to get over. They do need to get over it. But I it, I think it jumped the shark when Drake was a coach and wouldn't even play in <laughs> Toronto. He refused to play. That's right. That's right. He I didn't want to expose himself. We have we have like a baby little bow wow. We have I don't know if it's Puff Diddy or or Puff Daddy or Diddy at this point. But he like the, there's some great rosters and then. I don't. I don't know where we went so wrong. We had the Property Brothers last year. That was pretty. Oh, good. We had that. We had them on can't. our Vox upfronts. They're good guys. I'm currently. I'm currently searching to see if Two Chains has ever been in one of these, and I'm kind of disappointed. He wasn't in the DC. Does DC have an All Star? Did I have one recently, Mike? He's been in. A, he's been in like a charity game. I think it was him and like Snoop Dogg or something. But I would. I would like to see Mister Two Chains uh, get like at least forty on the court. I do wonder, though, like of some type of celebrity at any type of celebrity, right? Whether that's, you know, musician or because I remember Flea was always the sneaky, really, really good. Flea, the bass guitarist for for uh, the Chili Peppers, was always really good at basketball and like shockingly so. But then you realize like he grew up in Southern California. and He's probably playing you know, basketball outside 12 months a year. And uh, so it's like 
that guy was the sneaky, really good basketball player of the 90s. Like, who who are the actual sneaky good – like, Arnie Duncan recently shocked a ton of people by being a really comp- – good basketball play i guess he may have played in college it turned i mean out, right? i think there's a, there's only one answer to this question is that's that's barack oh he's oh, not that, that good though great. come on it'd be amazing if he played though i mean obviously it, that'd be incredible it would save it would that's the answer to saving all of all-star weekend's problems is getting barack <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to propose um a couple i can we agree that the three-point contest as is is pretty good. Like I wouldn't mess with it. I I don't agree with those folks that like are like, oh, this is the real main event. Who cares about the dunk contest? Like, no, the dunk contest is the main event. But the three-point contest, it's simple. It works. I would keep it. I propose that we do a fastest with the ball contest, which is basically like players running suicides and pl- while dribbling a basketball, and we can decide once and for all who is the fastest player in the league. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, maybe you have John Wall or like a Ish Smith or Russ, uh, Russ, Russ, yeah, yeah. John Wall and Russ pre injury yep. Derrick Rose, like, yep. yeah, I would have liked LeBron. to see that, LeBron, LeBron. yeah, and, and Giannis. And let's be honest, man, oh, Giannis would probably Giannis win. The, few, the fewest dribbles <laughs> and the fewest steps, yep. yeah, Giannis right. is gonna take two steps and do the full set, seriously. He's, yeah, he's unbelievable. I think this is gonna be. Obviously, this has already kind of been written. It's sort of a narrative that's cooled down slightly, and it'll pick up more steam. There's been obviously some terrible news in Milwaukee, but this is going to be a huge weekend for his brand and coming out party, if you will, and all that, because it's going to be, I think, pretty impressive. Now, they started to build the name a lot more pre-All-Star game. Um, Mike, uh, I want to ask all of you, I want to end on this, um, because I just gave you the guy who I think is going to have his breakout all-star game weekend every all-star game there's like a player who the nba has predetermined to be their breakout player i remember alan iverson's it was perfect it was in chorus with the whole success of the sixers 2001 season uh and it was it was great to get him that all-star game mvp uh who who uh prada you go first and then whitney and then kofi you ended here uh on these topics who's going to be your breakout player this uh this all-star game weekend who you're actually excited to see uh play to uh, as well Giannis was a good pick i'll uh toss out the idea of isaiah thomas i'll just throw his name out there you mean any reason behind that i just think um momentum is really building for him he's now second in the league in scoring and you know it's not like the guards on the east roster are anything special so i bet he could probably play at the end of the game and it would really be something if he outdueled taller players in the game that that would be the only guy i can think of Okay. Okay. Whitney. Um. Yeah. I feel like in terms of of breakout, like that. I mean, Giannis and and Isaiah are probably the two. Um. So I don't want to repeat that. So I'm just gonna say, like, and this may be cliche, but like, like, what is Russ going to do during the game? And I cannot wait to see whatever that is. <laughs> like, what version of him are we going to get? Like, how crazy is he going to be? And um. I'm just that's that's definitely what I'm looking forward to the most. And that that dude shows out for all star games. You remember the the game in New York a couple of years ago where he hijacked all those shots and he was like, I want this MVP. Yeah, man. Mike, that's him on every basketball court. I've, I've said this in this podcast like 50 times, but like that's how he was in pickup and is in pickup basketball, no matter who the other nine guys. I know, on the I know court you are. play with him a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't play with him. I watched him from, from three feet away, man. Come on, you know this. You got yeah, to see him true. get like super angry and aggressive in regular traditional pickup basketball uh, with other NBA players. Like, he's turned into like the Russ, Russell Westbrook version of himself, though. Like he's like he's four now. So it's like, what, what is he going to do? 
I like that. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I know we've picked all the good ones here. So, uh, Kofi, do you have anyone left who you'd like to nominate? Uh, I'm going to nominate Kemba Walker. Mm. And, I, I might create a favorite. I'm not feeling that one. <laughs> and that's because and I'm just picking him because of the all-star campaign that he did where he dressed up as a cowboy and Frank Kaminsky was the sheriff. So I just think that he, he yeah. I was going to try to like just to like weave my way through and just get through that smoothly. But you know, nah, I got found out. <laughs> no, so that's fair. So, yeah, happens. <laughs> we pick on each other's flaws and we... we're quite as smooth as a cowboy usually is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that wasn't. So I mean, good. it's it's nice that Kemba made it. That was terrible, Mike. I'm, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that he made it. I'm glad he made it. That's what I was just. That's all I want to mm. say. Ah, screw that. I'm not glad he made it. He's having a terrible January. Bradley Beal should be there. Oh, no. <laughs> Any, hey, Mike, while you're on the uh, on this tirade here, any thoughts on Beal then not getting the uh, the next spot that opened up uh, with Love Surgery? <laughs> Apparently, Carmelo was next up in the coaches' vote, so really we should be mad at coaches for not understanding like how good like, Melo is anymore and how Beal is. So I'm actually mad at the coaches. Like I don't understand like what – this is going to be a very bizarre thing to say, but like, have they been watching basketball this year? Seriously, <laughs> seriously. I mean, uh, the answer there too is Whiteside is more deserving for no, sure. No, he's not. yes, man. Then Anthony, then Anthony, yes, he is. His team's been better too. That's the other thing. Like, it's not like we're, we can put that whole thing. Well, the Knicks are, you know, they're if you're going to take not a guy a good in season. the heat, you take Dragic. Dragic is having a better year than Whiteside. Is. Sure. Throw him in there too, man. That's fine. The whole point is like uh, Carmelo, if anybody, and we live here in New York, we're biased in, in terms of the media coverage we get and the ability to watch the Knicks play night in and night out. Uh, but like, man, they, they're a disaster and he's a, he's a big part of it. And not that I, I've, I've vouched for him a number of times uh, recently in this podcast, you know, leave him alone standpoint, but like the all-star game spot there, especially given the circumstance, let him go have his vacation. Let the Knicks cool off for a little bit. And then let's get back to the second half of the season with them. That was my thought on that. But all of a sudden, boop, he's back into it. Now that narrative is going to be talked about more this weekend, and we can get all the hot takes on on that. So kind of was going to hoping for a dull and less weekend, if you will. Instead, we will not have a dull week in week. <laughs> Um, all right, so anything else y'all would would change about All Star Weekend? I think like I like that we approach this sort of like if we could build this thing back from scratch, like what would That's we good. do? Um, you know, I still vote for fastest with the ball. I still vote for some sort of trick shot competition uh, that's contained and it's not like horse, which could go on forever. Like something that with there's a timer and uh, that can be contained. I would I would watch a trick shot competition, uh, and I just think in general it has to be a little more of a casual vibe. I think guys get a little stressed out going in front of everybody. Hopefully, they can make a get a live house band and uh, light some candles and just uh, have a little All Star Game weekend, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Maybe get some house. Now, now you all know. know what we're doing for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, pathetic. Well, I hope that Adam Silver listens to this podcast as always, and uh, you know, listens uh, loud and clear to the the vision of SB Nation's basketball. Uh, little group here which uh, you know i think we speak for the larger uh, nba world mike as usual we are the, the microphone for the over intelligent nba community you're the ben ben mcphone yeah, that's right i'm sorry uh, <laughs> hey kofi you want to talk about what you're doing on saturday night tease that out a little bit oh yeah definitely me and uh christian winfield are going to be doing like 
a dunk contest show, like during the dunk contest. It's not like a pre-show. It's during the dunk contest. We'll be giving our reaction. We'll be having fan interaction. We're going to be roasting. We're going to be hosting. You name it. We will have snacks, but it will just be for me and Christian. So uh, uh-huh. bring your own food. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Trust me. <laughs> nice. So that'll be the second screen. That's the second screen experience for your NBA yes. contest. Perfect. Yeah. I'm now envisioning you trying to like feed snacks through the computer screen for everybody else. I'll bring sk- I'll, I'll throw Skittles <laughs> at the camera. I don't know if it will go through though, but you know, <laughs> it's like a wormhole. It'll like it'll appear on the other side of the world. Yeah, what will they think of next if that ever happens, man? Uh, uh, Whitney, anything uh, we can look out from you uh, in the upcoming future? Any tease? Anything you'd like? Yeah, no, I will. I'll, I'll just. I'll be around making sure that uh, everyone's following SB Nation NBA uh, for all their all-star weekend needs. If you're not okay. following it yet, I'm not, I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast, but please do. <laughs> it's true. At this point, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So we, we'll look forward to the three-on-three competition where they between Los Angeles and Chicago um, on Sunday. Or whatever yes, it is. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, this is good. Well, look forward to uh, watching All-Star Game Weekend, and uh, hopefully some changes get made because of this podcast and great ideas we threw around here. Uh, look out for those players we named that we think might have uh, breakout weekends. Uh, and uh, again, we really appreciate having uh, Kofi Yeboah and uh, Whitney Medworth onto our beautiful podcast tonight. Mike, it was finally, we, we never get to do anything on time. I think we're finally putting out the NBA All-Star Game podcast with the right amount of time before the NBA All-Star Game. So kudos to us for doing that. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, and I guess it depends when I decide to edit this thing. <laughs> That's, That's, <true>. That's <laughs> a good point. I spoke too soon. Uh, alas, well, uh, I, hope, I hope everyone enjoys. And, uh, and until next time, uh, Limited Upside Podcast.